place to meet up with your buddies, have some drinks, and of course, talk some sports. And now, it's time! Hey, welcome back! It's been a while. It's been a while, dudes. Merry belated Christmas, happy belated New Year, and anything else you may celebrate during those times. I hope you had a good time. I hope you, you had fun. All right. It is Wednesday, January the 17th, I believe. Yes, 2024. I am the Big Zoe with four E's today. I'm joined by our resident Swifty, the Psy Guy, as well as Billy Mac. Emac, let's go ahead and get this show on the road. It's been it's been a, been a minute. About three months, man. It's been a while. Yeah. So we gotta get back in the swing. We gotta do it. We gotta do this. Okay. So B Mac, what are you drinking? And give us a random thought for the day. I'm actually drinking beer today, and tell I... us why. Tell tell us why you can. <laughs> so I was training for a fight, and I was trying to do the right thing and not get on the booze. Before then, I got up to 203 and a half pounds, which is heavy as I've ever weighed, and I got in really good shape. And the charity thing that I was doing it for was matching up people by age, weight, and experience. And the guy I was supposed to fight was 50 or 51 years old. I'm 45, and he weighed 220. So I'm trying to bulk up because i have never weighed over 200 in my life and you can't do that by just drinking beer and eating pizza you got to do the right way so you take the creatine you shove food in your face you work out a lot take, you um, know well, a little, little bit of trembolone winstrol i'm not doing any of that um <laughs> that i know of <laughs> that's isn't that <laughs> the famous last words when you go on the drug test i was yeah exactly migraineers no i don't take any of that but um, apparently last week the guy hurt his shoulder and so pulled out and there's no one else in my age bracket. So it looks like the fight is off. Now, on one hand, kind of disappointed. I really wanted to do that. I was working really hard at it. Uh, on the other hand, eh, you know, I'm not getting punched in the face anymore. So that's yeah, good. It's good. Good deal, bro. Good deal. All right. Yeah. Random thought, random thought of the day, getting hit in the face is hard and it hurts. And I have the black eye over Christmas to prove it. You know, I, yeah. Be careful when you step in the ring with a 25 year old who's 20 years younger than you. I actually, the, I was sparring with a guy who gave me the black eye. I asked him how old he was. He's like 25. I'm like, okay. The last time I did this, you were three. Damn, dude. That's <laughs> oh, fun. Good did time. you hit him back? I mean, you oh were yeah. Sparring. Did you get him good? Yeah, he was. I hit him so hard in the jaw. Apparently, hurt for three days over Christmas. So I felt pretty good about that. It should feel good, man. Fuck that guy. Yeah, no, he's he was great. He was really, really good, and it is what it is. You know, learning learning things I hadn't done in a long time, so it's good. That's my random thought of the day. Getting hit in the face is uh, painful. It was so great that he had to he had to sip his uh, his Christmas dinner through a straw. <laughs> Not sure it was that bad, but yeah, we'll say that. <laughs> the other guy, oh, God. so I have a picture of me with some antlers on with a black eye, and everyone was like, "What are you getting to fight with Ranger?" I was like, "You should see Prancer, man. He's in the hospital." Yeah. Yeah, fuck that. Oh, fuck Prancer, dude. Rudolph. <laughs> so, Rudolph Little. Yeah. Psy Guy, what you got? What are you drinking? And give us a random thought. And don't give us a Swifty thought because you have you have actually a segment for that now. So <laughs> All right. Well, I'm drinking some little yogurt tonight and uh, just try to be healthy. I, I, I'm, My life is not as the challenge as the white Bruce Lee we're heavy here. And uh, I'm just trying to keep myself in shape and then go back to working out just like a normal like amount. Not like, you know, Bill Mack and that he has to do a lot of a crazy workout. But random thoughts. And I think um, it's going to be tough, kind of a tough weather down the south, especially last the past two weeks. You know, start with the new year. And then we got like a crazy weather, like a tornado 
And then my thoughts are all going to the Panama City Beach, all the people who actually, that place has had hit by a tornado a couple of times. It's really devastating. Yeah. So my thoughts are going to be there. Hope you guys are doing okay. And, uh, um, you know, um, I hope like um, just everything goes well. And then um, the other thing is like, yeah, I've, I'm I'm uh, really happy to be back. And then um, it has been three months. And uh, obviously it has been a long time. Miss you guys. And I hope you guys, I heard you, uh, Big Zoe, you accomplished something great. Uh, hate that I can't see you at down to the Auburn, Alabama, but we'll get a chance to catch up with each other. All right, sounds good. Yeah, we we were down in in Auburn um, over Christmas break, so, so we we drove through on our way to the beach, stopped to see Cabra, went downtown, had a brunch at a place called Stacks. Oh my God, it was so good. It was just and, and they closed like at two or three, so it's just literally breakfast and lunch or breakfast, brunch and lunch. Damn, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I wish you'd have seen you there, side guy. But it's all good. It's all good. So, I'm drinking water. I had. I have some shitty news. So, I, doctor's appointment, probably a week or two after we had our our uh, our last show. I can't drink anymore. Oh no! What happened? Doctor said. You know, with all my health issues and all the meds that I'm on, he said, I don't want you mixing your medication with any alcohol anymore. I was like, okay. So I have not had a touch of beer uh, or any alcohol since I believe it was the day that I proposed for my dissertation. Afterwards, we went out to um, uh, to dinner and I had half a beer. I just didn't feel like drinking that. I should have fucking got drunk that day, not knowing that, you know, I wasn't gonna be able to drink in a few weeks afterwards. So that kind of sucks. That kind of sucks. Maybe I should switch doctors and see if someone says, no, you're okay. Keep, you can, you can keep drinking. Um, I really, I, you know what? I don't crave it, but I, I, when I see people in a casual setting, I miss having a beer. You know what I mean? Um, so it is what it is. It sucks. What are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do? So on another note, uh, I see uh Cy guy is wearing a Jason Kelsey jersey. Jason Kelsey looks like he's going to retire. Um, great career, Hall of Famer. If he's not a Hall of Famer, I don't know what what a lineman needs to do to be in the Hall of Fame. He's, he's a Hall of Famer. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great career. I mean, I mean he made you know, like I, nine, nine Pro Bowls. Was that it? something like that. He's freaking ridiculous. I, I mean, Super Bowl champ, been to the Super Bowl again. I think it was either seven or nine Pro Bowls. He's in. He, he could yeah. be in. He better be in. He better be in. You know, so, you know, um, so, uh, you know, Mr. Jason Kelsey, congratulations on a great career. If you do decide to call it quits, apparently you haven't done it officially, but people behind the scenes said you've told everyone you, you're calling it quits. So congratulations on a great career um, from a from from a Cowboys fan to you. I, re- I always wished you were on our team. You were you were that good. I oh. I, I loved watching you play. You know, um, I I can I can respect the talent, man. I don't have a problem doing that. Um, but again, from a Cowboys fan, you we also know how it feels to get our asses kicked in the first round of the playoffs. So, yeah, that that was bad for both teams. Um, either way, either way, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and cry for spilled milk because it's already spilled and probably gone sour. And uh, the Cowboys probably are not gonna fire Mike McCarthy because. Well, it's something that Jerry Jones wouldn't do. Jerry Come on, Jones you don't did. think they'll hire Belichick? You Belichick. don't think Jerry Jones would hire Belichick? Oh, no, no, he years. he would, he would. But Jones hasn't fired McCarthy yet. Belichick's already interviewed for jobs. Belichick's yeah. even picked up before before he had a chance to. Jerry Jones is sitting on his ass, 
you know, with his with his hands on 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 you know on his ass, just sitting there and not doing anything about this, you know. So if he decides to fire him, we're we're gonna the 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 coaching carousel, which we'll talk about the college coaching carousel in a bit, but the coaching carousel in the NFL will be in full swing. He'll have missed out likely on Belichick, likely on on Harbaugh, and likely on Vrabel by then. And those are the three guys that I would love. I would love to see if if they're going to replace McCarthy. If they're not going to replace, but if he says no, he's got a year left. I'm just going to let him work out his contract and go. All right, then it is what it is, you know. Uh, but if if he were to fire him after those three have been picked up, and then be like, oh, I'm going to pick up, you know, a hot shot defensive coordinator no one's ever heard of, or I'm going to pick up Frank Reich, I'm going to be like, what? The just keep McCarthy, you know. Just keep McCarthy. So that's my take on that. That's my take on that. All right. We are going to start off the show with some hot takes, a segment, five-minute segment with Side Guy. Side Guy, it's a Swifty news section. What is going on in the Swifty world today? Side Guy, take it away, babe. Well, obviously, if you see this, Taylor Swift wears really hot, like, you know, I would say this is a gorgeous jacket. And I know it's like, um, you know, it's a five, negative five degree or feel like a negative 20 in the Chiefs Stadium, Arrowhead Stadium, but cannot stop this girl, bring the heat. And uh, just want to let you know that, uh, you know, this week is not actually like a highlight by Taylor Swift, but the most focused on is actually the, the creator of this jacket, Christine Uschak. The wife of the like 49ers fullback, um, you know, Kyle Uschak. And she is actually handily making all this uh, sick she jacket. Made if that you, jacket? Yeah, she made that jacket. If you check uh, for like if you search right now, I'm I'm Googling already, and I see that it's like right now the trending is the Christine, like a Christine like Uschak. And then you know, the way of she's making jacket, she put the entire video and she made this jacket for Taylor Swift, and also she made this jacket for uh, Brittany Mahomes, like the, you know, Patrick Mahomes' wife, and they actually show up with the same jacket. What do they do? Is they cut up all this jersey and put it on the jacket and make that together. And once this news breaks out, and he's he gained the followers. If I recall correctly, I did some data. If I can find that data, um, I accidentally lost somewhere. But you know, on Sunday after this picture break out on like Saturday, if you know that this is the game is happening on Saturday night, and on Sunday he gained, she gained. On social media, about a hundred, a hundred ninety thousand followers on Sunday, and the, the day after that, on Monday, she gained about like hundred sixty thousand around that number of okay. followers on social media, and this is how like you know Taylor Swift the like effects, and the, basically she showed debate it debut this uh this jacket, everybody started going crazy, and on the left hand, like. Christine also making this sick jacket for Taylor Lofton. If you know who he is, maybe he's a uh, you know young generation doesn't know <laughs> uh, Twilight guy, Woo! like the, the wolf guy. I'm just saying that. <laughs> and then um, he also debuted this uh, jacket. He actually opened this jacket on the field, on the Lions field, in front of everyone. It's still in the package. He literally just rip out the package and put it on right there. So. Um, Christine Uschak is definitely this week news of like a Swifty though, and everybody start checking on their on their Instagram. 
I personally know someone who's actually making the costume of like you know Taylor Swift, but never see this before. So if you actually interest, you're Taylor Swifty, and go check this QR code right now. Scan this QR code. It's called a Lauren. It's Lauren Elizabeth Design, and she designed actually a lot of like Taylor Swift the product. They have a, you know everything, every like products. She going on the year era's tour, and it's just amazing. So this is this week's update for I'm Swifty. Tell you what, Saigat, can you email me a link to that um to that QR code, and I can actually put the link in in the in the description for today's show. Let's do that. Let's do that. I'll send it to you. Yeah. So if you're interested in that, you know, click on that link. I'll put it in the description for today's show. Pretty cool. Pretty cool segment there we got going on there. All right. All right. And it was freezing as hell. And she braved that weather. I, she's got to be in love, man. I, I mean, fuck. I, I mean, I, it, you know, is there a possibility that they actually just might like each other? Yeah, I mean, I've kind of come around on this. I thought when they first doing it, it was all marketing stuff. So he's did going I. To, I he's going to her concerts it. in Argentina and singing the songs and has little doughy eyes for her. And she's coming to the games and actually seems to be enjoying herself. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we just, I mean, so here's the thing. Like, I used to be in politics, right? right? And it is really easy for people to objectify people when that they see in the news that they don't. No, like I had people talking all sorts of shit about me on social media. Like, dude, you don't even know me from whatever. Yeah. I'm just like, you know, at the end of the day, these are people. They have feelings. You know, maybe there was just a fun kind of start where it was like, hey, let's get together. And there might be some market stuff. They actually seem to like each other. Yes. Get, let them be happy. Let them. Can we just let them be happy. Is that okay? Is it okay for people to be happy anymore? I'm just like, fine. You guys found something that makes you happy. Go be happy. That's cool. No, no criticism for me. And here's the thing. I know Jack Squat about Taylor Swift. I might be able to name one Taylor Swift song just because I saw The Rock, like, lip syncing it one time on TV. <laughs> I don't know Taylor Swift at all. Um, but she seems happy. A lot of people seem to like her and seem happy. Kelsey seems happy. That's okay. That's okay. Dude, I'm with you on that. But when this whole thing, you guys remember when this whole thing started, I, I was I was first say, oh, wait till they break up and she'll start singing the breakup song. Now I'm like, you know, they may not break up, and that's not a bad thing. That you know, I mean, you you find you find your person, and they might have found their each oh. other's person. You know, I, we don't. But so we don't even know. if they even if they do break up, are they enjoying this part of their lives? Yes, Is this a positive thing that makes them better people and gives them experiences that they will value? The answer is yes. Leave them alone. Just yeah. let them do with their thing. I'm, I've, I've come around to that. Just we're, we're making such a huge deal of this because that's what we do. Let them be happy. But that, 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 that does not mean we will not have a Swifty News of the Week with Saiga every week. Yeah, so. listen, please, please, <laughs> as, long as, the, as long as possible. This is the only time that I can have a common conversation with white people. So stay <laughs> as long as possible. <laughs> <laughs> family in law with white and that's just the only time we can talk about this and share all the stuff and finally um, on the social media and use though man that's great that's great all right well thank you for the update there um you know this feels like saturday night live right like hey let's let's weekend update you know so on a totally unrelated topic we're gonna go to our next topic here lionel messi beat out Erling Haaland and Kylian Mbappe for the FIFA the best men's award. So the awards timeline was for December 19, 2022, the day after the World Cup, all right? So they shouldn't have counted what happened at the World Cup. All right. 
through August 20th, 23. Again, hypothetically, the World Cup was not supposed to be taken in consideration for this award. Okay. Wait, why, why was it not considering it was during that time? It is supposed to be not. It's it, supposed to be it not. Was, it was the day it used the day it was the 19th. The World Cup ended the 18th. So it's supposed uh-huh. to be everything that happened after the 19th. Sure. Was when it was it's supposed not, to be. It's supposed to be not. Yeah. So uh-huh. that being said, when considering the World Cup should have not have factored into it. I want your thoughts on Messi winning this award. Since Gabriel's not here, I'm going to start us off on my thoughts here, and then we'll go to Saigai and, and, and BMAC on this. But my thoughts on this, okay, I have no problem with it. I'll tell you why. Um, this is the FIFA, the best men's award. This isn't Ballon d'Or. This isn't, you know, who scored the most goals. It's not... I, man, when he came to the... Uh, first of all, he led PSG to another uh, league one title, Okay. Now, people, oh, well, Leguin sucks. He still let him to know. He did not have a bad season. You know, I mean, just the, the, the Parisians, the fans in France, are assholes. They're just assholes, you know. And Kylian Mbappe recently was said he misses playing with, with Messi. <laughs> you know, your star miss playing with Messi and your fans are assholes about it. It's your fans' fault that he, he left, you know. Another note is the amount of excitement and exposure that he brought to MLS. Now, MLS... Yeah, they're they're not a top flight league. They're not premier. They're not legal. And they're not, you know, I get that. Okay. However, he came here and, and he just he the excitement that he brought and the worldwide attention that he brought to MLS. We had never had that kind of attention. It was it was really cool. I like watching MLS. Is it the, as great as ever? No, but I love watching it. I I mean, these are still these are still world class athletes. I, I don't care what you say. You know, people are, whoa, they're not as good Premier League. No one's arguing they are, but they're still fucking world-class athletes. Him coming here, you know, and, and forget about even the dominating part. Him coming here and just putting them on the map saying, I'm going to go, and I'm still in my prime, by the way. I'm going to go and I'm going to play there. Man, um, I think that did as much for, you know, international football worldwide and in the States as anyone has ever done. You know, I, I think I... I you know, you read about the the impact Pele had back in the day with the was the, not the Cosmos, 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 right? And and brought brought excitement to the states, and then he went away. You know, you know. Well, Stalker right now is building in the states really well. He comes here and he's just helping build it up more. And you know, he attracted other other players to uh, was it Jordi Alba, and and now it's uh, Luis Suarez is going to go play there. So they're building essentially a super team. Let's see what they can do with it. Um, but it's exciting to see that players want to come here. They're like, well, if he went, yeah, why not? You know, let's let's go play ball over there. It's okay. Well, and don't if, forget Busquets if, went too. Yeah, that's right, Busquets. That's right. And so if uh, if he leaves after his 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 contract's up, you know, no hard feelings, man. He came and put he he put MLS more on the map than anyone ever had. And remember, I, one of the things that I that I said was, man, if he doesn't live up to what Slatan did. He's gonna he's gonna have a hard time living living that down. Oh, he he lived up to what Slotin did. I mean, Slotin came and dominated. Messi came and dominated. Um, so I I I don't have a problem with it at all. I don't have a problem with it at all. I think it's I think it's good stuff. I think it's good stuff. So, um, oh, you know, Saga, you you started the last segment. So let's go to Bill here, and then we'll go to you last. Bill. Yeah, uh, I'm actually on your side on this, uh, but I will also say two other things. Number one. The World Cup doesn't matter. Give me a break. It's supposed he, to not. Like uh, well, I said, by by the timeline, it's hypothetically they're not supposed to take it into account. Because we Clearly, talked about 
we talked about the Messi Ronaldo thing for fucking years. Yeah. And what was the criticism? It was that Ronaldo could do it for the club and country. He led uh, Portugal to that Euro championship. He was good in the World Cups, et cetera, and so on. And Messi always, with Argentina, got a flat tire in whatever international competitions were they in. Well, they win Copa America. They win the World Cup. He was the best player in that World Cup. He was absolutely brilliant at 35, 36, however the hell old he was at the time. Then, okay, so it was a day later. My ass, that didn't count. Of course it counted. And he comes over here. And Zoe, I agree with your your opinion on this, that he made such a difference here. And let's be real honest. Some players come to MLS. Look, is the quality of the league that of Europeans or even the best South, Af- uh, South American leagues? Of course not. No, no. But the athletes are real. The travel is real. These are hard games. And let's look at some of the players that didn't do well. Bastian Feinsteiger. Wonderful at Bayern Munich, won World Cups with Germany, went to Manchester United, did well, comes to Chicago, falls flat. Frank Lampard, one of the best players in English history, goes to L.A., falls flat, right? Just because you are what you were does not mean that you come here and you do well. Now, David v- David Villa came over and did pretty well. I was actually really impressed when Beckham came over. I thought he was just a yeah. playboy. When I saw him play, he busted his ass. Oh, he, he, but played, it is- he played hard. He did. He played hard. He played well. Obviously, won titles with them, did really good. However, you know, Messi comes over. He can take it as a vacation like some of these guys did in early MLS just to come over and screw around. He did not. He really worked hard, show quality, did very, very good things, and blew up MLS. They won that league's cup right away. I don't think they lost the game after he first got here. Brought his friends with him. They're going to be in the CONCACAF uh, Champions League, and if they win that, they'll go to the Club World Cup, and it'd be killer if they play oh, wow. that. Or Real Madrid. <laughs> um, wow. But let's let's really be honest that MLS is not a bad league. There are athletes there, and just because you had success does not guarantee, as we've seen over and over again, that you're going to have success. So him coming over here, having the immediate huge impact this had on the international game in a lot of different ways has to play into that now is some of this probably a lifetime achievement award sure i'm okay with that is some of this part of the world cup of course it is but those accomplishments coming over here and being right away really really impactful that made a difference so i'm i'm good with it and holland they'll win the next four or five so we're okay with it holland or or mbappe you know whatever (laughs) like they'll they'll go at it for the they'll be the next ronaldo Messi. give him one more and then let's get on with it i'm good with it yeah, no, that's that's exactly what's going to happen. And then you know who is it? Uh, Jude Bellingham, who's killed. Oh, yeah. uh, he's been good, isn't he? You're the one in Real Madrid. Yes, that's him. Yep. He's been killing it yep. too. So you've got him. You've got him coming up from, from behind right now. These other two guys are you know, Mbappe and Holland are going to start taking all the awards, and then Bellingham's not far behind him. He's been he's been the best player on that Real Madrid. Been the best player in La Liga, easily, easily. So. Side guy, go ahead and tell us why you're so in love with Erling Holland. If we could tell well, because okay, background. we are like Bill Mack. You already make a great argument for Messi, but the the loophole of your logic is that you are picking the most popular guy on the social media, or you actually talk about who actually made the achievement this past year. Make a statement last year. How many champions that win and how many actually accomplishments like this guy has done to last year? We're not even talking about Ronaldo. We're talking about the actual accomplishment for the entire year. Obviously, Dude. I know this is this is the thing. Like last time, 
I remember this is the last time when we brought up this topic, like Bezos just canceled the show for three months. I was thinking it's still my problem that he canceled the show <laughs> because I it irritated everyone. But this is what happened. The, I remember the last time we talked about this stuff, and you guys just canceled the show and right, for three months. This is you my went out, You went out and said, besides winning the World Cup, what has he done? Literally, he's supposed to fucking do. It's the World Cup. That guy. He won the World Cup, which I'm going to count. One day out, give me a break. He won that. He won the league in France. Did they kind of flame out in the Champions League? Yeah, but he won that league. He comes over and he wins the League's Cup in MLS, beating good Mexican teams. He won every single cup that was an opportunity to him, with the exception of the Champions League. He won three of four in that year. Aland did not do that. What has he done for Norway? He's going to have the same issues that Messi had for Argentina because Norway has a good team. Norway has him, it has Martin Odegaard, it's a bunch of other good players, and they've not done really well. So he has basically won everything this year that has come, not to mention the resume, which I just think, fair enough, I do think that that counted, but he won everything this year. How can you argue with that? Well, obviously, you come from, like, you're going from France to United States. Literally just feels like an NFL guy trying to play, like, like high school ball. Not saying that he's an extremist, though. But the thing is, why like, didn't Lampard do well? Why didn't Feinstein do well? Why didn't all these other European guys come over? Like a, it's stuff. not a competition, though. It's not but a level. They, it was the same competition. Premier League. You know, obviously, everybody is going to remember. Premier League, probably the toughest, the best yeah. league in the yeah. entire like, world, right? Are we all agree on that? He yeah. break the record for the Premier League. He break the record, literally, just first season. And what like, did he do internationally? Win the treble. That what guy, what he did, did he do though? internationally? Zilch. Nada. Obviously, no you're qualified for shit. Oh, okay, Argentina is a great country, and then there's a big country. Obviously, they have produced a lot of a good yeah, stars. Manchester they have a City bought there. all the best players in no, the world. No, they don't have that many people, though. But no, Manchester City bought all the best players in the world. So if you're going to make the argument about Argentina, then I'll make the argument about Man City, where it's, yes, when you're playing with the best goalkeepers, the best midfielders, and have the best coach in the world, is he amazing? Yes. Is he awesome and is going to win many of these in the future? Yes. But don't come at me with this, oh, it's all about me- Messi went to a foreign country right away, played in an absolutely different environment with brand new people, won everything that was put before him right away. He was completely exhausted, still played in every game, and did well. After winning in France, after winning a World Cup, and playing in Argentina, getting them qualified for okay, the World then Cup, you are the which Halan didn't do Four. Okay. No way. If if you argue with that, if you argue with that logic, I will. Can I say CR seven like Cristiano Ronaldo with the best of players in the world? He went in the Premier League. He went in La Liga, and he went in the Italy. He wins everywhere he goes, though. And then the, who was like, you know, but he still lost a couple of times. It's sometimes I don't understand FIFA. Do you want the do you want the like person who's at they think is the most popular, or you want a person who's actually breaking the record? No, oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll answer that question for you, Sai Guy. You actually do want the person most popular because you want to attract attention. You want well, people, I, I'm trying to say this guy is just breaking the record, a Premier League record. He well, breaks Ronaldo's record of our Premier League, though. Thing, if, if you don't think people at FIFA right now are saying, you know, this is a golden opportunity to really explode in the United States. You know, they they're no, so there's money talking now. <laughs> we're talking about money, though. I understand how much influence is, 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 okay. thing, Has FIFA never been about money? Well, 
My thing always about the 2010 World Cup, Spain won the World Cup. And the, the, the finalists for that the best players in that year is Huawei, Iniesta, and Messi. I don't know. Like, why they pick up like, Messi to win that year? If you can yeah. explain to me why on that year, I will understand this, why he won this year. But that year, Barcelona won everything. Iniesta and Huawei and win the World Cup as well. They're doing fantastic. However, none of them win beside Messi. Tell me how they pick up Messi. I don't understand. No, no, he doesn't have a personal achievement. He doesn't have a win the World Cup. He doesn't win anything. And he picked up Messi. That's the point that I don't think is a FIFA right now is picking the guy who's actually, they, they wanted, the, they, they should pick the guy who deserve it, not to pick the guy who everybody thinks is popular. Oh. I think he deserved it and he's popular. I mean, understandable. Like right now, the last, last year, I think the, the, my problem with the FIFA is that, uh, uh, again, on that 2010 2011 season, if you guys look back, Barcelona won everything, include the World Cup. Everybody won the World Cup on that year. And how they did not end up with Basemil, like, you know, soccer Ron player on the Norway, on Earth, with a good team around him, lost to Scotland in the fall and are therefore will not participate in the European qualifiers. Halan was on that team. Sorry. And that's a, that's a decent team that Norway throws out there. So let, let, if we're going to do this apples-to-apples comparison – Messi's still going down to Argentina and does qualify for everything. They did qualify for the World Cup. They, they did qualify for the Copa America. Well, I always qualify for Copa America, but they did qualify. So they've won everything. So if we're going to make this thing, Man City stacks the deck. I didn't even feel this passionate about this before we got on the show, which is crazy. But I'm just well, saying, like, the, the, the guys deserved it. I'm, I'm ready. I mean, I'm literally from United's like a fan standpoint, argue for a city like guy. I just feel like he deserved the, the whole like <laughs> award. Like I'm a, I'm a United fan. You're you're so upset. I understand that Man City probably deducted a lot of points. They should strip away all this like Premier League champions, in my opinion, because they have a 200 over 200 charges. But it can, however, cannot wipe out what this guy accomplished. Literally, like, it's accomplished everywhere. He dominated, like, uh, England. He dominated in the yeah. Europe last season. Like, he's like, a, I don't know, like, if his country okay. is, like, okay. you are, you are, I mean, You're completely ignoring Billy's point, though, because it's, it's the whole body of work. Dominant England, dominant Europe. What did he do for his Norway team? Didn't get him what, into the Euros. What did he do for his Norway team? Messi shows up, and he wins the World Cup with Argentina. They win uh, Ligue 1 in, in France. He comes over here, you know, they, they win the MLS, uh, what, was that? what was the cup? The, the League's Cup, League's which cup. is all the MLS teams and all you the know, Mexican teams. And, are, and, by and the way, Mexican League is pretty Argentina damn good qualifies them for, for the CONCACAF or whatever the hell else that they'll, they'll be playing. You know, so they are, I mean, he's, he's doing it at the club and at the national level. FIFA's not looking to see what did you do at the club level only. Because I mean, if that's the case, then yeah, Holland is definitely the. This past year, if you just if you just look at goals scored, he's he's the man. Look at goals scored and assists. You know, you're even there. You're even there. I mean, Messi's a playmaker. Holland Holland is is a finisher. That, Again, they're, if they're two if completely you can... different. They're two completely different positions. Again, you ignore the fact is that Luca, who Messi has. Enzo Fernandez, like how much money he is Chelsea bought him, and also the other McAllister. Hey, like, how much did, money did, like Liverpool bought guy, him, though? Did he so play, many good players. Did Halan play in the Club World Cup? 
No, he didn't because he and they won anyway. That doesn't make them a good team, though. Like, they need them. Argentina is great, accomplished as a team. We we always want soccer's team. Like like he just okay. like if you take that away, if that you give, okay, Holland Argentina. Do you think he will accomplish more than Messi? Well, Argentina, I, I, I don't know. You, like, I think will he will Holland... be. I don't. I don't think he's a good fit on 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 that on that kind of with that with Argentina style of play. I think he will be like accomplished more than Messi. Like we're talking, literally talking about the individual. Like, like I understand. I understand you guys' point that he is. Uh, he has when all this thing he brought a global influence to the soccer world. But again, if you want to pick up the the best player, you should look at the whole year, not just the World Cup. Though I understand World Cup is big and also the money involved. But the thing is, like, I just don't feel like you should be like have that far, like far apart. Like literally, if you see the vote, everybody choose the Holland the second. Really rare people that can put like Messi on the second. That's just a, say something. It's when the bad popularity. It's not like a, how much individual accomplishment though. And it could be an anti Man City bias, but well, that's could be. But they earned that. So. Yeah. All right. I'm not, I'm cutting right here because I don't want our show canceled for another three months. Just let you say though. <laughs> so Billy and I both agree with Lionel Messi. Um, Sai guy goes with with Halan. Sai guy ignores the fact that Halan doesn't do anything outside of club, and that's all right. You know, we'll we'll move on from that. But you at home, make your decision. What do you think, Messi or Halan, for that particular that particular FIFA the best men's award? Right? I think Halan will win more than a few moving. Yeah, yeah. no, oh, yeah. no he, one's saying he's not amazing. I just think one more for Messi, and considering the accomplishments, nothing wrong with that. To, yeah. to the, I, I just want to say one more thing. As honestly as the my generation, I mean, start watching Messi versus Ronaldo. I feel like fortunate. I mean. I actually saw them witness them for playing all these years, competing each other, and uh, you know one of it pushing each other is our like grace, is our luck. And then to be watching all of them play all this year, I'm nothing against Messi. I'm just saying that they actually built an entire era for us. And now the era is over, and we kind of uh, looking back was a like, man like we actually witnessed the two greatest players in the entire history, and we're just a lucky son of a bitch ever though. Well, yeah. Absolutely. All right. We're going to go on to our next topic before Saigai's head blows up or something. So <laughs> our next topic, we're going to delve into some college football, the NCAA, you know, more specifically college football coaches. Now, there's been a lot, a ton of college football coaching changes. All right. Coaches moving left, right, up, down, east, west, north, south. It's all over. Before the season ended, there was already some dominoes that fell but the biggest domino that fell was Nick, Nick Saban retiring after 17 years as Alabama's head coach. All right. Now, I don't want to talk about his retirement or his replacement per se, Killian DeBoer. All right. My question to you guys is this. Since coaches are not limited in how many times they can pursue other opportunities, how much money they can command as coaches, is it fair to limit players for one or two transfers in college playing careers and to limit them when it comes to, oh, NIL is all you can get. That's that's what their limits are. BMAC, I know you have thoughts on this. I've got some serious thoughts on this too. Let's go ahead and start with you, then then guy, and then we'll go to me. Okay, let's be very honest and just rip the Band-Aid off here right away. College 
football and basketball for years have been professional. It's all been under the table. There's so much money to be made. And let's even before we start talking about the players and we can talk about SMU in the 80s and all that kind of stuff, let's just look at our situation. If you look at a map of the United States, and I found this map, if, if you guys look at it in the chat, you put it right behind you. That's from 10 years ago from Deadspin, but it's famous, right? Mm-hmm. And what does it say? The highest paid public employees in 40 out of 50 states are either the head football or the head basketball coach. Yes, Nick Saban retired. His annual salary, not with endorsements, just from the public coffers, was $11.7 million a year. So the other, the other states that we're talking about, it's usually the medical school dean, you know, Montana has a college president. I love Nevada on that. It's the med school plastic surgeon, which is funny for a number of reasons. <laughs> uh, but uh, let's let's be honest. This has been a money-making enterprise for these institutions for a long time. The, the money always goes to the coaches, the athletic directors, the college presidents, et cetera, and so on. The money has not trickled down to the players in a way that was at least above the table. Now, NIL is a way to do that without having to actually pay them. I think Missouri is the one that's a really interesting one where the schools can actually pay players through NIL as a salary nice. uh, if they come from in-state. And that's one of the reasons I think that you saw Missouri football do so well this year. They were, I think, were they top 10 by the end of the year? I think they were, right? Eight I believe something. they were. And yeah, actually, yeah. They, they stole a recruit back from from Deion Sanders at some point. Yep. Now, okay, he was from Missouri, had had accepted an offer at Colorado and then decommitted, went back to Missouri. Right. So the second thing I want to bring up, just today, news hit. Now, I live in Austin, Texas, and news hit that the numbers for revenue for the University of Texas revenue for their athletic department came in today. Ridiculous. $271 million for 2023. Wow. And that's football, that's men's basketball that did really well in the NCAA tournament last year. The baseball team made the World Series. The softball team's very good. I think the soccer team or volleyball team might have actually won the national championships. But they brought in $271 million. That is a, a record for revenue for any university in the country that is at least publicly acknowledged. The third thing I want to talk about is our boy Jimbo Fisher. Oh, Jimbo. Oh, Jimbo. Jimbo. His name is now, as cool as Dabo and Kirby. How- <laughs> Zoe, you remember how much they paid to buy him out? $76 million, $75 million? $75 million for him not to work. And and by the way, no offsets. No offsets. So right? if he gets another job, he doesn't have to pay anything back because I got $5 million here, so I have to give no, right. no, no offsets. So what is my point about this? This whole amateur bullshit with college athletics is absolutely that. It is bullshit. And if these people at the top are making all of this money, why can't some of that trickle down? So I am of the very, very strong opinion that if this is going to be professional and in every way, shape or form, it is more of a professional issue in terms of revenue coming in than a whole lot of other professions here in the, in the United States. Why can't those players, especially in a sport like football, where they're putting their bodies on the line, be able to get money for the services that they are provide and they, they are making for all of these other people. Now, there's another component to this that I really want to talk about, which is the race component. If you look at the coaches, I don't remember, I don't know what it is right now, but for years, remember, Zoe and I went to New Mexico State. And there was a guy yeah. named Tony Samuel who was yeah. African-American who coached. Yeah. He was one of, at the time, I believe, 
one of four or five black head coaches. And there was the guy at Navy who was Samoan, um, who ran the triple option for years. But it, it was like it was less than 10 out of 120 or 130 schools. And so there's a race component of this because I believe something like 50 or 60 percent of the players in college football are African-American. So if we're going to make oh, an yeah, argument yeah, based yeah. on equity, right, why are the coaches that are overwhelmingly white, which that says something in itself is most of the players are black and they're not getting the same opportunities to coach. What does that say about the people doing the hiring on an overall level? But I just think from let's just not blindfold ourselves. Let's be very, very honest with what's going on. And I believe it should be for, if it's going to be professional, make the professional league. In fact, I actually agree with Chip Kelly. Did y'all hear Chip Kelly's kind of rant oh, on this? What did he say? He, it was fascinating what he was saying about athletics where he was like, look, I'm at UCLA. Our women's basketball team, our men's water polo team should not be traveling to fucking Rutgers. He didn't say fucking, but shouldn't be going to Rutgers to play their games. They shouldn't be going to Purdue to play their games because UCLA is joining the Big Ten, right? And yes, they've got Washington and, and Oregon to join as well. But still, this is a situation where he's like, football should be separated. There should be one national league with two divisions, just like they do with the NFL, and treat it as a true farm system that way because let's be honest let's look at some of those bowls this year that were not part of the national championship game how many of the players you know taken away from some of like new mexico state actually new mexico state had a bunch of players transferred they answered a transfer portal so they were out of the bowl i was even going to say my university actually had a full team which they didn't they had a couple of receivers go out some defensive players but look at all well, those you bowls. saw it you saw it in the way they played too well and you saw every team I mean, what was there was a team like what was it Old Dominion or something? It was like third or fourth string quarterback or something like that because all uh, Miami had their second or third. I think they were down to one quarterback because everybody. Florida State, man, Florida State, nobody played. Right, because they weren't in. Now some of that will get fixed with the twelve team playoff, but I'm almost to the point where it's like, just get rid of the. We don't do it the way we used to do it, which was you play a bowl game with wherever you get invited and the media decides who wins. We don't do that anymore. Fine. You're going to have a playoff. That's great. But that means you're moving to a more professional system. Last thing, though, and then I'll shut up and let you guys go. You're good, bro. We are the only country, I believe, in the world that does it this way. If you are a good young athlete, uh, soccer player, basketball player, handball player, cricket player, whatever, you go into a club and you join their youth system. And yeah, they have school or whatever as part of the club, but you try to make that work and you get paid for it. You mm -hmm. sign contracts and you are uh, compensated for your effort and your skill level. We are, the Olympics is even getting rid of this now too. Remember for years, the Olympics didn't let professionals play. And remember, the, the U.S. hockey team had to play the amateurs from the Soviet Union who played on their club teams, right? But remember the basketball players. That's when they finally started beating us. And when we put the pros in, we, we started becoming uh, competitive and, and winning again. And now it's competitive again because everyone else is catching up. The point I'm trying to make is this whole amateur garbage blindfold that has been on college athletics, it, it, this is like the last bastion of that weird mentality. And let's put it this way. It doesn't matter. You saw record-breaking watch numbers for the college football playoffs. You're seeing it for the NCAA tournament, even though these players are now getting played. I, I think the interesting thing with all the NIL stuff with quarterbacks, 
is that they are actually being paid more at some of these schools than you can actually make as a rookie in the NFL. So I expect actually some of these quarterbacks to stick around in college longer because frankly, as they're making more money and if I'm going to be the number one or two pick, I'm going to the Carolina Panthers. Do I really want to go to the Carolina Panthers as I'm a quarterback? Let's see what happened to Bryce Young. That went real well, didn't it? Or do I stay at my school where I'm doing really well and make a, a ton of money? I think, that's going to be a consideration moving forward. So uh, I am on the side of let's just rip the bandaid off. Let's treat it like a professional situation that it is. Let's let the players make whatever that they think they can make. And if, if we're going to be a free market system, then let's play it that way. Because God knows the coaches, the athletic directors, and all the white guys at the top have been making that money for a long period of time. A lot of money. A lot of money. Great, Great take, Billy Mack. Great take. Side guy. What you got for us? That I mean, that's that's a hard act to follow right there. I mean, I don't want to follow him, but the number one thing I just want to call out the Bill Mac. And if you are actually our loyal audience, everybody who's actually listened to this, you remember Sai Guy calling out during the draft and said, "Please do not take Bryce Young." In oh the yeah, first me too. Yes, I did. I did. I talked about everybody. I was like, like "Look what I pick! I pick CG Straw. Look." He taking the, the, that team into the playoffs, the beating the Browns. Now is going to the divisional round with Ravens. So, I have started beginning. I don't think I don't think Bryce Young is actually good enough. I mean, sorry for you don't have a good coach, but the thing is, like, did it not do you any like? I just don't think he's good enough for the starting quarterback like a Mac Jones. Like, why New England pick Mac Jones? This is mystery until today. You want to find the Tom Brady as a replacement? You know, find a guy who has better. Not like a Mac Jones. I mean, I love Mac Jones. He's a Chinese name, though. Um, but my thing will be, um, you know, let me tell you guys a funny joke. So actually, before the show, I went on to the NCAA. Like, you know, I searched NCAA. They're still listed as a nonprofit organization. Oh. <laughs> do guys, you, you guys do check? I did check. And no, NCAA, you're right. Yeah, so I think that's worth the money. Like, this is, this is a funny joke coming from. Like, I understand that we, we had this argument, I think, is, uh, you know, when I was in college as a public speaking class. And uh, we had this argument. And then, you know, we're just arguing like it should be the athlete being paid or not. And then uh, it was my arguments that, like, treat them as like um, a student workers, like, you know, pay them up by hours. I mean, obviously, that's not enough, though, because what's the salary of their CEO, side guy. Like you know, for Alabama, it's like no, no. Buy... The, the, the NCAA president, what's his salary? I don't know. Three did not do the research. I'm yeah, three not million dollars a year. Golly, that's that's way too much money. <laughs> Amateur, my ass. Sorry that you just you just made my point even more for me. So yes, yes, yeah. Like we just argue on that because if you rem- you guys remember 2012 was. Who brought actually this topic into the, actually like in the debate is Johnny Menzel, Johnny Football. He got the, he take he just like it become the hottest name of that year in the entire country. And the people he is he was on the he was on the Times magazine cover, I remember correctly. And he is actually starting like should athlete be paid or not? You know, back then we think it's gonna be paid. And then now, um, if you like, if, I mean, you mentioned like the Panthers, their head coach who's uh, coaching right now in Nebraska, Maru. Yep. And I think it's the last year he actually, you know, had an interview and said, like, just let you guys know, a good quarterback costs the one million and the one, two million, yep. one five. Yep. 
And then I, I, think, I think Arch Manning here is getting three. That's the number I, I remember hearing. Though, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's what they're giving him to stay around. Yeah. And then what? What's the funny thing is in that national signing day, they steal a quarterback, five star quarterback, Riola from Georgia. Yes, they did, Dylan Riola. <laughs> that, was, that was a funny thing. It's like I think is everybody like like Bill Mack. I agree with you. NCAA is a professional league right now. Look at all this conference alignment. And then they're making the super conference, and they are they are actually professional. But yeah. sometimes you have admitted that, like they 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 do it like a, a professional. The only difference, I think, you're right. You you might be at the point, like at least I know from China. And if you play professional sport, you only go into professional sports world. You do not get like you don't you don't pick the the route to go into the study while you do professional work because we want the, you guys to be focused on that and that you have the training as the athletes. This is kind of like your career. So, but in the United States, the things for a lot of argue a lot of people argue is like these are students they have to study first. No, some of them just want to be pretty professional. Just let them be. And I think it's like you know it's just paying money and an deal that's. That's how how this things works, and I think this is one of the reasons like Nick Saban decided to retire. That I read somewhere else, like he hates it nil, like he doesn't he can't figure it out. And uh, the way he used to running in the program, like I think when I talk, I had a conversation with uh, you know former Alabama players. I don't want to like you know name some. I can't remember his name, but he was played for Alabama. He said that used to be like Nick Saban running that Alabama football team just like an NFL team. That stands out them to everywhere. And now I think Nick Saban realized that you can run like an NFL team. And that you don't you're losing that the cutting edge of like compete with others like programs. So that's why he decided to step down and quit. I understand he wanna save his all the reputation. I mean, he probably can stay still coach a couple more years, but because of NIL, everything. He decided to quit. That's the best move for him because college football right now is a new world. You gotta know how to use the NIL, and you gotta know how to get around, and you you gotta know how to use that the transfer portal. I mean, for me, um, you know, as a like as a professional, I don't see the point you can't transfer twice or th- third time. Is this your? It is your choice. It is uh, it's it's somebody's choice. And you treat athletes as a uh, as like a profit, like a, you know, I'm not saying saying this, but you profit from athletes. You need to give them some time to like a freedom for them to choose whatever they want to go. And I, I, I follow the case as in North Carolina, the player transfer twice, lose a year of eligibility. He's he's idea, he's he's the reasons that I want to stay with my family. You can't argue with that. Like you just need to let him play, and you can't you can't take away his eligibility. That's just how I think. Uh, this is how I think things go. So I, I you know when I hear about this thing, I think. Yeah, you should be free to transfer. You do as an undergrad. But the thing is, the, the other thing you have to consider will be transfer as undergrad or grass. That's just very differently. So I think that that part need to be very clear. And then do you transfer as an undergrad, underclassman, or you transfer as a graduate student? That's just the part I don't, I still couldn't figure it out though. I mean, if you if you put a limitation, you have the differently, you, you see all these players who has played seven years, six years, and uh, if you are, if you are actually you, as a, as a master, you need to focus on the dissertation or anything. If you want to work on a PhD while you're playing like college ball, that part is need to be figured out. But the other under like undergrads like classmen, 
they do whatever they want because some of them are actually going to play a couple of years and then get off NFL draft. So it's not going to hurt you. Yep. So may I add one more thing to this discussion? Yeah, go ahead. What we're talking about? Yeah. If you look at hockey and baseball here in the U.S., yeah, some, some kids go to college and then go into those sports, but a lot more of them play major junior hockey in, in um, Canada or they'll play minor league baseball here in the States and they come up through. What I think basketball and American football love about the situation now is that in these other sports, in order to develop the players the correct way, the leagues actually have to invest in the minor league so that they get that farm system, so they get the players up, so they can get make the money. In American football and basketball, those leagues don't have – you've seen the NBA start to do that with the G League, right, um, where they're saying we're going to put some of this in because we need these – players to be developed in a way that maybe college isn't preparing for that's just getting off the ground in the last five or ten years for years these leagues have loved it because they don't have to put any money which is a loser i mean baseball let's let's be fair these farm teams probably lose money yeah they but do. that's an investment they're willing to make because they then get the players who learn how to do everything so that when they get to the majors they're insane and make sports center every night ready nfl and the NBA up until recently have not had to do that because college has exploited these players by not paying them. And therefore the other guys get a farm system for free. So I just think if we're going to talk about this situation. Uh, that's something that really needs to get brought up as well, because they basically get that farm system for free worth in the other sports. They actually do invest in that. Great takes guys. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to end this real quick with, Couple things, Billy Matt, going to what you were saying about the list of blackhead coaches in college football. There's, under, there's 134 schools in the yep. football subdivision. There are 16 blackhead coaches. That's 12. percent That's it's better than it was 10 years ago. Uh, it's, it's still, still it's still not great. You you know yeah. what I mean? In the NFL, um, as of December 6, 2023, only four of their NFL head coaches were black. Right. Four and a half percent of the players. 56 percent of its players were black. So. Um, and one of them, by the way, is Mike McDaniel. If you look at him, he doesn't look black. He is black. He doesn't look black. Is you know, other African American or something. Like I that? believe so. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and so, it, man, yeah. I, I, I mean, you, you almost wonder if he had to hide it so they could get hired, which is kind of sucks. You know, and then he came out and later was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm African American," and people were like, "Whoa!" I remember when I heard, I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." You know, I, I mean, that that was great. It, there feels like there's a systemic problem there in both pro and college football. Okay. Second thing with regards to the transferring and such, um, uh, I don't remember his name, Joe something. I don't know, something like Phil, Phil Martinelli, I believe his name was the coach at St. Joseph's basketball uh, back 10 years ago, maybe. He had a player who, who didn't play. He wanted to transfer. He wasn't playing this guy. He wasn't going to play him. He blocked his transfer. His kid wanted to go yeah. to UAB, and he blocked his transfer. And this guy actually went to UAB, enrolled at UAB, started to call UAB, and he would not release him for, to play at UAB. He was never going to play him. And so, to me, when you have when you have the ability to restrict somebody's desire to play somewhere, you know, to play at all, hey, you know, you're yeah, I'm the eleventh guy on, you know, I'm the sixth guy on the bench, you know, I'm, there's five, and then I'm number eleven total here. I'd like to leave. He just get out of pettiness. How pathetic is that? 
These guys were making a ton of money and being petty about this shit. You know, I, that's just that's just bullshit to me. Um, you know, if if coaches can up and go whenever they want to, you know, I've come around. I I I I always wanted it to be no no they, the students should stay. There are student athletes. Blah blah. You know, if coaches can come and go as they want. And, you know, and and by the way, these these are the same coaches who are making promises to these these kids' right. parents. So I'm going to take care of your son. I'm going to mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure you know you know I'll be like a father figure to him. And then they leave. You know, I mean, you know, Will Rogers transferred from Mississippi State to to Washington. Will Rogers just from uh, gets there. You know, you know, and you know, Kevin DeBoer was after him, right? Well, yeah, come come to because Michael Penix is gone. He transfers. He actually, he's actually at the national championship game. You know, he's going to start this this semester at at, at UW. Kellen, Kellen DeBoer gets hired at Alabama, and now Will Rogers is like, well, fuck it, I'm going back to the transfer port because he went there for Kellen DeBoer. Kellen DeBoer can leave whenever the hell he wants, you know. So there is definitely an issue. Um, I I think athletes at this point, yeah, there's got to be a model to be able to pay them. Um, you know, and and like you said, Bill, if it's a free market, let them get what they're worth. You know, I, I mean, there are some players who are going to make more, some players going to make less, and that goes for every single sport. But they should not be, they shouldn't be crapped on for trying, trying to make a living. You know, I mean, I mean, if they, if the coaches can move up and move around and not think twice about these players who they've promised everything to, they promised their parents, you know, I'm going to be there, I'm going to take care of them, blah blah blah, trust them to me, and then I leave. Come on, man. What that's some bullshit. Dabo Swinney has been one of the most outspoken people at Clemson against all this stuff. You know what he makes every year? How much? Eleven million dollars. Ten point nine million dollars a year. So don't don't do that. It's just hypocritical. It just not only that, but he he actually came out and said that if if players get paid, yeah, you know nil whatever, that he's going to quit. Well, they're getting nil. It'll you, it'll ruin the game. You, you you have not left yet. You have lied. Uh, as as Doctor Stokes would say, Debonious. That's what he. That's what he called Debonious. So yeah, fuck that guy. Um, you know, you know, everyone's got to get a, a piece of it. It's not, you know, it's Sai guy. You're, you're very funny that you said they're NCAA is a nonprofit. You know what I mean? Oh, bullshit. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's just junk. Any, I have a I have a funny. I have a funny about doubles mania. This is my my last take. So I have a double for like a, a, a I have a take on double Sweeney. And I think I saw news. This is what I saw on Twitter uh, X. Sorry X right now. And then um you know before actually Saban announced a retirement, a, a group of uh, Alabama fans like around the around like his statue at the Tuscaloosa, like Bear Bryant's like a stadium over there, and then one guy just leading the chance. So like. Everyone but double. Everyone but double. Like they just hate double sweetie. And I don't understand why. I think he he was Alabama's player. And I think now I understand the reason he probably is the one who's actually doesn't seem like a, like this in an deal. Like, you know, if he's actually come in here, he probably Alabama probably already fall down. So like now he there a lot of transferable Alabama players are jumping into the transfer portal. But I think a double sweetie after this NL deal state, you can see Clemson did not do very well. He just wouldn't accept the reality and then want to pay the players like NL players. That's just how it is. And it, 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 he just cannot stop this wave for like players got an NL deal. Though. Yep. Yep. Billy Mack, anything else from you? No, man. I think I said what I had to say. 
All right. You got and, By the way, the, the the player's name who I was talking about was Todd O'Brien. And yeah, yeah, it was it was it was Phil Martelli who said, yeah. No, you can't leave. Um and he actually transferred over. You know, and he wasn't even why. that great of a player. He just wanted to play. Wanted to play. You know, yeah. and if if UAB wanted him, how come they how come let him go? Yep. You know what I mean? I agree. So yeah, Phil Martelli, you're a piece of shit, man. That's all I got to say about that. So all right, that was an awesome discussion. I totally love that. But now we're on for a little bit of fun. It's time for our weekly dumbass, dumbass, dumbass of the week. So each of us are going to tell everyone else, you know, who our dumbass of the week is, sports related or not, but no politics. We're not, we're not getting all serious here. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 so you have two minutes. Um, I will not make you take a shot because I'm not drinking anymore, but I'll make you drink something nasty. So if you have two minutes, take a shot or you drink something gross next week. So side guy, let's start with you. Who is your dumbass of the week and por qué? Why? It's uh it's going to be easy that way. I mean, as a sports fan, and we've been waiting for this All game. Of them? Yes, it, we've been waiting for this game, NCAA football release for a long time. So there's a rumor goes around they're going to release on July, like middle of July, July 15th or something. And we're all excited as a college like football fans. And I definitely doesn't want to play a Madden anymore. I want to go back to that NCAA game, right? And the NCAA just come out that, yeah, it's all rumors. But nothing has been confirmed. We're denied the rumors. We're like... Are you kidding me? Like, how long are we gonna wait? Like, we're literally teasing. Someone spread out the like rumors for like a month before even national championship game, and then you come out and deny it. Oh my God! Come on, you know this is coming. People, players can be benefits of that. All the fans are jumping into it. Everybody, this is a great name to take your take your brand into the like making more money though like uh, for the non-profit organization now you deny the rumors come on just give me a break though all right all right billy you're dumbass of the week as everyone knows i am an everton supporter and the premier league is going after us again this week they already docked us 10 points we should be i think 12th in the premier league but now we're in a relegation fight they're coming after us again for the same years uh, and frankly, we've talked about this a little bit before. I wouldn't be so pissed off about it if they were also going after Manchester City, if they were also doing the same thing with Chelsea, but they don't seem to have uh, even playing field in these investigations about monetary spending. No. So in honor of Richard Masters, who is the head of the Premier League, I'm going to read someone's quote on Wikipedia. And you know what, Zoe? I might go over two minutes. I will, I will do You're my fine. shot later, but You're I'm going to read this because someone put this on there before it got changed. Richard Masters is a British football executive. He is the current chief executive of the Premier League, the highest tier of association football in England. Masters never got over his first girlfriend, as she used to say he was like Adrian Heath, a famous Everton player. He thought <laughs> due to his boyish good looks, but it was actually due to his tiny penis. So she called him Inchy. Ever since he refers to himself as Big Dick Masters and vowed to destroy Everton due to his humiliation. When asked to describe his genitalia, he said it can only be described as a quote-unquote big club. But unfortunately, he couldn't be further from the truth and doesn't understand what a big club is. One thing he certainly is, however, is a wanker. That's going to be the short. Yeah, that's definitely. Asshole. That's fucking hilarious, dude. 
<laughs> I'm about to cry here. That that was great, Bill. <laughs> that was on there for about ten minutes, and someone screenshot it before Wikipedia. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's that's fucking awesome. Oh man! All right, we're I, all I, pretty pissed off at that whole situation. It's well, getting... I can imagine. I can imagine. So. I'm going to follow it up with one that's not quite as funny, but it is kind of comical. Um, Todd Bowles, the uh, the head coach of the Buccaneers, at a press conference, and a reporter said, you know, the weather's been pretty bad, you know, up in the north and Midwest, da, da, da. you know, you guys are going to Detroit. How do you think you're going to activate to that? And Todd Bowles says, uh, they play indoors. They have a dome. He goes, it's probably 20 seconds from the bus to the inside. <laughs> and the reporter just like, boom. Okay, that's funny. That's funny. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. So that's my domestic of the week. Todd Bowles, though, he really classy just uh they, play they have a dome they like a 20 second walk from the bus to, to the to the stadium uh, oh my goodness parting thoughts guys today anything else on your mind you want to talk about it was it was 12 degrees two nights ago in austin it's going to be 68 tomorrow what that's a way to get sick serious is a heart attack oh my god Speaking of heart attacks, uh, don't drink anymore. Then thoughts, uh, <laughs> no thoughts and prayers go out to um, the uh, assistant coach with the Warriors. Uh, my, my, I don't remember. I can't. I remember his last name. He had a heart attack last night at their team dinner. Oh no! And passed away today. One of their assistant coaches, Dejan so, Milojevic. Milojevic. Yes. Yes. Oh man! Passed away at forty-six years old. Man, that's that's my age. Um, left behind a wife and two kids, so you know, hug well, your loved guys, ones. I'll say this: I ended up in the emergency room last week because I had chest tightness and my oh, left arm was tingling, and I um, got lightheaded. So I called my sister, who's a doctor. Yeah. Said, Look, if you were twenty-five, fine. But you're forty-five. You're lucky enough to have health insurance. Go get it checked out. So I went to the emergency room. They were great. Got checked out. I'm fine. But, uh, I, you know, just from a personal thing, take care of yourselves, guys. Yeah. You know, all yeah. things in moderation. Try to get checked out every once in a while. It's the right thing to do. Stick around for your loved ones and such. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I'm not the I'm not the, the, the epitome of being in shape. Oh, I'm at the pinnacle of my yeah, athletic prowess or whatever. Um, but I, you know, I do go to the gym. My and my wife has started to join me. My, my daughter's been going these since, since last July. My wife started going last week or two weeks ago. Um, man, you get to a certain point, and you're like, yeah, I just got to be around for them. You know, I it's it's no longer even about you. It's about them, your loved ones. You just, just got to be around. You know, I I can't afford to die. I don't want to die. Right, right now, we're all gonna die. I don't want to die tomorrow. You know what I mean? So trying to trying to get in better shape. Um, I, I honestly, I put on, <laughs> I put on some weight from last July to now, most of it muscle. So, I, but I went up from 262 to 284 at one point. So I need to lose a little bit of pounds. Um, but yeah, if I, I, I just want to be around for them. So everyone out there, yeah, to Bill's point, 
take care of yourselves, man. Um, life is short and you don't know when, when your last day is. So, so, you know, thoughts and prayers, condolences to, uh, coaches, family and friends, loved ones. So, yeah. All right. On that sour note, that is all we got. Thank you again for joining us today. It's been three months. Guys, this was a blast. Please subscribe, like, comment, and share with anyone and everyone you know. We're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, etc. The links are in the description below. Check out our resident musician, El Cabra, who is not here today, but he will be back. He had an emergency he had to deal with. As the humble bassist on the channel in the link in the description, as well as Caleb, the Mac, McChesney, and Canadian Ryan Moore on Foxborough Beatcast. Link in the description as well. Saga and Billy, thanks for joining me today. As always, you guys were awesome. This was great. It's a good time. We're not going to cancel for three months because of the soccer argument. We'll, we'll be all right. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for, for Big Zoe and the Cabra Sports Talk, I have been V with four E's, Big Zoe. Why don't we give the Cabra a shout out, guy? You know, the let's, let's bleep for him. Ready? <laughs> there you go cabra and remember everybody do not be assholes we'll see you next wednesday everyone have a good one bye now thank you for tuning in and please join us next week for another episode of big joe and cabra sports Talk.